Welcome to Hoptown Happenings, a podcast about all things Hopkinsville, Kentucky. In each episode, we'll dive into hot topics, share what's happening in the city, and introduce you to some of the people making a difference in the city we call home. Welcome to episode one of Hoptown Happenings, a podcast where we talk about all things Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And like I said, this is our first episode, so it's fitting for our first episode that we've got the opportunity to sit down with our city mayor, Mayor James R. Knight, or I've heard people even call you J.R. Knight. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And we want to talk to you a little bit about some of the key accomplishments that we've seen during your first year as mayor. So thanks for taking the time to sit down with us today and talk about it. No problem. Thank you for doing this for us. You know, I know it's the first, you know, we've talked about this when I first started this, we do a podcast, but you brought it to life. Well, we'll Thank see. You I so hope we'll see, we'll see how this is my first podcast as well. So we're going to see how this goes for everybody. Well, we'll make it work. It's, yeah. I believe we'll have a lot of fun with it. That's the main thing. I think thing. so. It's been fun so far getting it all set up. So yes. we'll see how it goes. Now, you were sworn in January 2023, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. And I know that um, in July of last year, which was be- the beginning of the city's fiscal year, yes. you presented your Growing Home Initiative to the community. And it outlined a plan. It had several components. I know that yes. included city cleanliness, staff support, economic growth, public safety. So talk to us a little bit about how did that come about? Growing home, if you lived in Hopkinsville, like we have, I have all my life, it hadn't changed that much. But you step outside and you come back in and you look at it really close. Okay, we have to start doing things to make Hopkinsville a better place, safer place, and a place that we can draw industry, small businesses, and, and keep the small businesses that we have thriving. Right. And we can't do that if we're not clean and not taking care of our neighborhoods, we're not taking care of our downtown, we're not taking care of even the boulevard. So it's not just downtown on growing home, and it's not just the east side or west side. It is all of Hopkinsville as a whole. As a whole. I mean everywhere, from the streets to the houses to the dilapidated cars that are laying around. You know, we're working on buildings downtown, some of the dilapidated buildings. I've got a little pushback already this year on my first year because some we tore down. But if we cannot get the property owners to do anything with them, the power's off to them. They won't clean them up. They won't, you know, homeless people are living in them. Right. And we cannot have that, you know. All right, we cannot start cleaning up and making downtown a vibrant downtown with the dilapidated and rundown buildings. And some of that could be a safety issue as well. It's a very big safety issue. Public safety is our main thing. Right. In our fire department, our police department, even in our public works department, we are going to make sure they're safe and their job is everybody goes home at nighttime. Well, you talked about public, you just mentioned public safety being a big component of this plan. Yes. And I know we just sent out the year interview early yes. this week, and we highlighted some accomplishments in each of the categories that were outlined in the Growing Home Project. Public safety was one. So yes, talk ma'am. to us a little bit about some of the accomplishments that we've had in public safety over the year. Well, we've had a lot change in Hawkinsville PD this year. The Hawkinsville Police Department, Chief Sumner retired, Chief Newby come on board, and we're having a lot of changes. We are fully staffed after 13 years. Amazing. Fully. And that is a great feeling to have. We're fully staffed. We got 180 guns roughly off the streets. That's you awesome. know, that is something that we're very proud of and we're going to keep working on. We seized over $200,000 worth of drug money, cash, whatever you like to call it. Um, inspect patrols and special units are really up. You know, we are fully, oh, we got special units that we haven't had in five or six years that are fully staffed again. And they're seeing a lot of us. And I see with all of this extra manpower, we're able to 
carry out a lot more of these duties. And I think with the statistic, yes, we have the lowest homicide rate in five years. Yes, we do have the lowest homicide rate in five years. And I'm thankful for Chief Newby and his staff for doing this. But I also would like to thank all the penural centers and things they help us do to help us take care of that. They're doing a great job. It's a community effort for sure, isn't yes, it? It's a, yes, it's it's <laughs> a we thing. Not it a is a we thing. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Now the fire department also under public safety, we've had a few accomplishments there as well. Yes, we hit the ground running last January. We bought a fire station out in uh, South Park on Fort Campbell Boulevard by the Walmart DC. Okay. We bought a thirty-five thousand square foot building. And it's a building about, if anybody wants to go, it's about the size of the sports place. Okay. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Uh, our training centers that we have on First Street are getting in really rough shape for the fire department. Mm-hmm. We've got plans to build some more new towers, smoke rooms, things like that. Uh, we're also going to have some police department out there, too. Okay. Because we're going to have one and a half of that whole building is going to be fire department. Okay, we're fixing to start on that. You know, we give roughly a little over two million dollars for that building and property, which was a great deal because that's where the survey and everybody said this is where it needs to be. So that's what we went with, with Chief Futrell and their their guidance. And we're going to have to build a truck room. You know, like I said, we give a little over two million for the building and property. Right. Now we're going to spend roughly about eight million to fix it. Okay. And get it renovated, build a three bay truck room. And we still got to have... Everybody said, well, truck room ain't that big. Or, you know, it's got to have a certain amount of concrete where it don't break up and everything. I said it wasn't going to be that bad neither. And then it, I got to doing the numbers. And <laughs> <laughs> but with this project, it's going to increase fire protection for the first time in 24 years? Yes, ma'am. Yes. And first time in 24 years. And I had people say, well, why didn't we put it in out in Commerce 2 or out in the, in the industrial site? Industrial sites don't sleep. I have neighborhoods that going down Fort Campbell Boulevard that are sleeping. We have, and you know, we have to make sure that we public safety is the first thing we do. Right, right. Now, also, we had um, as part of as part of our public safety plan, we had several upgrades with our technology as far as the security cram is. Oh yes, ma'am. We've had a lot of upgrades with our on that. We've put in more call boxes. We put in more high depth cameras. It's not that we're trying to keep an eye on people. But, Lord, does it really help. Right. It helps our police department dealing with it. It makes it a whole lot easier to say, well, somebody's just complaining about something. No, we have actual right. eyes on the situation. And our walking trail, we got the call boxes up and down it for safety. Mm-hmm. And they got high-definition cameras all over the walking trail. And when Chief Newby and IT, Daryl Anderson, brings me more cameras, it will be in our budget for next year because we cannot have enough cameras to make sure public safety is out there. Right, right. And the rail trail is such an asset to the city. So it's wonderful that the city is investing in the continued safety so citizens feel comfortable to use the rail right. trail and safe. We want everyone to feel safe about it. We do not want you to say, well, I'm scared about being on it. You right. Know, okay, I want you on it. We're, we're even talking about cameras so that we can watch you right at daybreak or some ladies and gentlemen like to get out and walk right at daybreak right, or they got to right. get back and get ready or to I'm work. a late nighter. I like 10, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night after the baby's asleep. I like to go out and go walk. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that being said, we got to make sure it's well lit. We got to make sure it's got cameras on it that can be seen so people can feel comfortable. Yes, absolutely. And that's the main thing. And technology is wonderful. So we might as well use it. 
So let's talk a minute about economic development. I know small business, the city has always placed a special focus on small business to make sure we're supporting them. And I know that's a component in this plan. So talk to me a little bit about that. The Small Business Commission is one thing that I've pushed this year. And that's something that was developed just this year, right? Yes, that's to our support first. Small. Okay. It is nothing but small business. And Miss Sarah Whitaker is chairperson of that. She's doing a great job and they're bringing a lot of things back. We're going to try to, they're supposed to bring things to my office here, hopefully in the next couple months within the next month so we can start looking at what their plan is moving forward and what kind of budget they're going to need and so on. But it's also to make sure every small business has a voice. You know, okay, I want to add on to my business. Bring it to us. You know, how can we help you open? How can we help you stay open? My thing is I want to see businesses instead of just two or three years and, oh, we didn't make it. Okay. Right. right. I want to see you here at the 25, 30, make you a 25, 30 year business and growing. You know, I want you to say, all right, we started in Hopkinsville, but we, we branched out. Yeah. You know, I want to see it. I want them to say Hopkinsville helped us do what we needed to do to move forward. And this um, commission kind of bridges the gap for communication between the city and small businesses. What are their needs? What are the exactly. what do they need can help to, to help them succeed from exactly. a small business perspective? You know, they really help us do that because we need that help, you know, because some people are like, well, I want to start this. Well, what do I need? So I know that you've placed a significant focus also. You talked a little bit about it in the beginning with our conversation about cleaning up the city. And you talked about, you know, junk cars laying around and just different complaints that we get. So yes. talk to us a little bit about we've had a couple of programs that um, we've seen in the community. Lot Next Door and Land Bank Authority right. are two programs that we've worked with prior to administration. But you've had several accomplishments this year with those programs. I have to give my hats off to the, that board, uh, the Land Bank Authority. And also the Lot Next Door program that's going on. Taisha's working very hard on the Lot Next Door. Troy Body is helping me on both of these, my CAO. Uh, but we have transferred a couple properties already this year for right. that. We're moving forward on that. We have an additional 65 properties in the Lot Next Door moving forward. Hopefully we can get them into other ownership, back on the tax roll. And that's what this is about, is getting this stuff back on the tax roll Getting it so we do not have to do the mowing and cleaning right. and so on. You know, when you spend a little over $100,000 just mowing lots. And that, to be clear, these are abandoned lots in yes. the community that nobody is taking care of. So the city, in an effort to keep the city clean, we're paying mowers and people to maintain the properties. Yes, ma'am. We're paying people to do, do this and move forward with this. And we're having a, it's something that we have to do. Right. You know, oh, we don't worry about that tall grass till that little skunk runs out of the tall grass or the <laughs> raccoon runs up. Nobody and, wants that. And, you know, and, and that and, or the snakes when you're mowing your yard and you got right. tall grass next to you right. and a little garden snake runs out. Trust me, my wife does not go for that. <laughs> so if I was the patron of the city and I had a lot next door to me that joined my property yes. that was abandoned, uh-huh. that nobody was taking care of, I could apply for the lot next door program. Yes, ma'am. And then um, I have a very fresh understanding of this. So <laughs> see if I've got it right. So then I could apply for that if I were approved. And I believe that lot next door works with Land Bank Authority to remove any liens off of that yes, if possible. Ma'am. And then it allows me to care for the property for a year. Yes, ma'am. And if I maintain it up to the standard of code, then you all would deed me that property. Yes, ma'am. We would deed you that property. And we would also, if you put your sweat equity into it and you kept it up, you we didn't have no cause. Well, they hadn't mowed the grass or anything like that. You know, you're taking care of it. You've got it took care of. 
And once that year's up, we would okay. work on transfer. No, we will get it transferred to you. We're not going to work on it. We will get it transferred. Right. And you said right now we have 65 additional properties pending. So yes, it's we been, do. People Ta- are picking up on it, taking advantage. They're picking up on it. They opened that program back up for in January. I think it ends the end of January. They're going to close it back so we can process these properties because we still, you know, Oh, I want this piece of property. It's not that easy. I still have to do the legal side of it. Taisha and city attorney go through, and they got to make sure all the property owners sign off. Oh, I didn't know. There's we quite a it. bit of red tape. Yes, with it. there's a whole lot of red tape. But there. with this program, they take care of all of that for the citizen. Right. So once they get that all taken care of, it's all free and ready to go, free ready and clear, to, go to be deeded, and so we can get it back and moving forward and keeping the city clean. All right, so we've talked a lot about how the city of Hopkinsville has done a lot in the community and our success is to serve the patrons of this community, to serve our citizens. But let's talk a minute about, I feel like Hopkinsville has done a good job of ensuring that their employees are cared for as well so that we can continue to serve the citizens of this community. Right. The employees are our backbone. And I'll tell anyone I have an A-team, my whole employee staff is an A-team, from public works to accounting upstairs to police department all across the city, parks and rec, everybody but Toby. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Toby. (laughs) No, Toby's a good guy. I love picking on Toby. (laughs) Toby's a great guy. All the way over to the Sportsplex, Tony Henson, them do a great job over there. We're pushing forward with that. You know, I have an A-team. I cannot complain. My whole staff's an A-team, and they they shine every time. And we got to take care of them. Right. You know, and that is one thing that I really strive to do. They have to be took care of. They have to make sure they're took care of in every way that we can. We try not to overwork them. We try not to, but my hat's off like to public works with the snow the other day and the mm-hmm. ice. Yes. You know, they coming in at four, mm-hmm. you know, it breaks up their routine, but they made it work. Right. Mike Perry and Dave Herndon and them over there, they pushed that whole crew and they come through. Yeah, we had to pay a little overtime. Overtime ain't nothing. Public safety, the ice was off the road, and our employees went Mm -hmm. home safe every night, and I can't go wrong. It's an important job that a lot of times we in the public don't think about, what has to go on behind the scenes. No, you don't see what's going on behind the scene. And now, since all the snow and ice is gone, I got potholes. Oh, no, potholes. Problem number, always something, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. The day day we laughed this morning, Mike called. I called Mike Perry, and I said, Mike, hey, what about this street? I said, you got about 15 emails coming from me. He says, what are they? They said, they're all potholes. Oh, man. I, they're the worst, too. I've yes. had a couple of those. Yes, they Lost are. Lost a tire or two. Well, yeah, you do, it's something that you're not expecting, and here it right. is. Right. Yep. Boom. Yep. Always. Well, now, um, in the police department, I believe we've hired a counselor for PD as well. Yes, ma'am, we have. And that and the counselor, we've hired uh, or two Or first responders in general. Yeah. And yeah. For, for first responders, they're working with the fire department and the police department. Yes, that's right. And they have a very stressful job. And I want everyone to understand that. It, yes. That job is not, as I tell them, I'm very thankful for them doing their job because at the end of the day, I don't have to run into a burning building. Right. I do not have to be there on someone's worst day. Right. And, and the that's ple- the thing they're experiencing. We we may have a worst day, which may happen two, once or twice in our life, and they're seeing numerous worst days and being exactly. they're a part of that. And that just takes a toll mentally. It does. And, you know, the... We say, well, firefighter, paramedics, you know, they see it. They see everyone on their worst day. 
Yes. I will. Yes. My hat is off to them, men and women. And they see even our ECC, our E911 department. Mm-hmm. That is a hard job talking someone through this while they're waiting on someone. Right. And they need the support and help that we can give them um, from from anything from counselors to any other special needs that we have to help them get through because they see and talk to people on their worst days, and that makes it part of their life. Absolutely. And Absolutely. we got to make sure we give them the moral support and physical support, anything they need to get through, do what they have to do. To continue to serve the citizens it's, of Hopkinsville exactly. effectively. It takes, it's a big role to it talk a, someone <laughs> through those life-changing events. Like I said, I'm glad I don't have to. Absolutely. <laughs> I admire the ones who can. Yes. Um, well, on a, a lighter note here, we have um, installed some new software. So now it's convenient for city or people in the city who own businesses or for whatever reason to pay their taxes. You no longer have to come to the municipal building to pay your taxes. Right. And that makes it a big thing. I did it. My wife looked at me. You're going to City Hall in the morning. Why? I said, Nope. Gotta I want to use the program. <laughs> We're going to try. I the think pro- whenever they were introducing it to me, they was like, Yeah, you can be in Cabo and pay your taxes. Now. Exactly. I'm like, Well, can I just go to Cabo? <laughs> That's <laughs> that would right. be great. Let's go, let's go on down to Cabo, and then we'll send the tax money back. <laughs> yes. And then um, in my role, I'm the new public information officer. Yes, That's ma'am. a new role for City of Hopkinsville that you guys have put in place. So I'm excited about that. But and, and I think it's a great thing to be here, Amanda. You're going to bring it out. We're not. I want transparency across the city. Every, you know, I've sent you a few things. Troy's sending you something constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Always information to get out there. Right. And we appreciate everything that the public wants to know and needs to know. You'll be out in our forefront saying this is what we're doing, what we're not doing, what needs to be done. And that public information officer is going to be a great help to the city on all stuff. Gone over all of this, we call it a year interview, but right. realistically, this really just kind of, um, this plan was put in place in July. So a lot of right. this we've accomplished has really just been within the five, last five or six months, right? which but, is pretty stellar. Yeah, we've been very busy for the last, I want to say about the last seven months, once I, drinking from a fire hose is an understatement. <laughs> we have a lot of fun up here at City Hall with it. I enjoy it every day. I enjoy coming here every day. It's something new. You learn something new every day. And the main thing is, is we keep the citizens of Hopkinsville up front and foremost. They're the responsibility of ours at the city to make sure they're took care of. That's right. And we're going to do our best to make sure we can do what we have to do from the east side to west side. North down, side to south side. That's All right. sides. All sides in between, even dead center. We're going to make sure it happens. I've been a very busy person doing what I do. But I gotta give my hats off to them twelve men and women that make city council up. We don't see eye to eye on everything, and maybe you don't see that on city council. But when we go to council, either you'll have some yays or nays, and that's everybody's prerogative. But we come together for the good of the city. Right. It's all about the good of the city. Every councilman I got works every day on something for the city. I could not do my job without the council support, and the city council has supported me this year, I will tell you I have a great council to work with. Yes, thank you, city council, for That's all you right. do. Yes, yes. Well, now, okay, we've talked about all the accomplishments. What's on the horizon? What, oh, are, you, what are you looking for for next the next few years? What are you looking for, toward? And this budget here, again, is coming up. is going to be pushing forward on growing home. I've got some things going on with CDS down here with planning and zoning on quarters coming into the town on the east side, west side, coming down 9th Street. 
on 6880 on both sides, coming in 41 from the north side of town. You know, I'm looking at how can we start changing that and how that's going to start looking. Okay. Other things, you know, um, me and um, Holly have talked about things downtown on the downtown Renaissance mm-hmm. and the LDC with Peg Hayes and Derek Watson. We got other things coming up right there that we are looking how we're going to start moving things downtown forward. All right, it sounds like exciting plans over the next few years. <laughs> we got a lot going to be going on, and I also got to give my hat off to Carter Hendricks and them over at uh, EDC part of it. They are pushing very hard we're on the commercial side of the yes, building. Yes, we didn't really hit economic no, development. That's but, a big component of this as you know, well. Uh, or Mayor, industry development. Industry. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Wendell Lynch and them right as. I got elected. They were pushing forward on it. They were looking, saying, hey, we got this going on. A sins element. Mm-hmm. It is blowed up. It is growing so massive out there. If you don't believe me, drive out and look at it. You know, Mike Perry's done a great job, and his crew have, of getting the roads in, the infrastructure in, what it's supposed to be for mm-hmm. the, the, and all that. And he's also, we got the rail spur going in out there. Carter and him are working very hard on that. And my hat's off to the him and Tony and Sharon. For the small staff they have, they work diligently on how much we can get done. Again, the jobs you just never think about on the backside that have to happen to make all of this a success. Exactly. And another thing you're going to see us push, and us is the city of Hopkinsville and the Christian County Fiscal Court with Jerry, Judge Gillum over there. We're looking on how we're in Myron Dawson and Walker. We're looking on how we're going to widen 115. Okay. Okay. And we're also got it on the widening the bridge at 115 and exit 89. We have to get that opened up. We've got to make sure it's public safety again because mm-hmm. we have school buses on that road and we get Commerce Park 2 open up and we start running them semis down 115 on that little narrow road. we got to make sure, again, we make sure everyone goes home. Growing pains. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As one says, pardon my dust, we are growing. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. But it's progress. I yes, like it. Yes, it is progress, and we'll take it very much so. Well, Mayor, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. And out there, thank you to our listeners who've taken an interest in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, whether this is your hometown or you're new to the area or you're just listening in. We're glad to have you here for our first episode of Hoptown Happenings. And I encourage you to tune in next time as we talk more about all things Hopkinsville. Hopkinsville.